Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. The Cold Omaha Podcast Network. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Wolves Podcast, Tuesday, March 14th edition. The whole family's here. Even roommate Will is lurking around the Happy Pie Day. Cumulus Studio. Yeah, where's the freaking pie? Sorry, I should have brought it. I knew a kid who memorized pie in high school. How can you memorize pie? It's a he, he went really deep into it, I guess. Yeah. That's true. He'd be still talking right now. Yeah. Tom Schreier. Are you, can I call you the producer? Are you going to do the post-production work here tonight? I, I think I got suckered into it. As Tim laughs. I think I should. I just like how he asked that question. That's that's the equivalent of, hey, Tom Schreier, you got this next round? He got me. That's the Riles. Like, well, since I've got my Tim. wallet out, I guess I have and to. And Tim right? gets that all the time. <laughs> next next thing Riles Zach's going to say is, hey, I'll produce the next one. Right. Yeah, because when Tim buys beers, I say, I'll get the next one. Good no, grief. I think after our, our pre-show talk, I should probably do the post-production. All right. Sounds good. Anyway. <laughs> Tim laughs. Is it, I think <laughs> this is going to be the Zach Says Stuff Tim Laughs podcast. Well, it might be. But Tom Schreier, we're going to give you a chance right. uh, to speak real early because you recently, as recently as today, right. pu- published something at uh, zonecoverage.com, thezonecoverage.com, yep. home of the Cold Omaha Podcast Network. It's called The Minnesota Timberwolves Have Turned a Corner. Yep. Say more. I think it started with the Utah game. I guess you could technically say it was Sacramento, but this team still unbelievable that they played 142 to 130 contest, and that somewhere along the line the players must have thought like, "Hey, we can beat Houston going toe to toe offensively." Um, but after that game, I kind of thought, "Look, they have a very very hard schedule ahead of them outside this Sacramento game where Sacramento had just t- traded Cousins and the hurt Rudy game." Yeah. I mean, just the dumb the dumb incompetence of the Kings. Um, the <laughs> wolves, people who cover the Wolves calling other teams incompetent. Or right. another team incompetent. No kidding. Who would have thunk it? Anyway, but but if, you, if, you, if you look at who they played, they literally played one through six, I think, or one through five. It's in the article in the West. Not in order, of course. But, um, that would have been something. And then, and then they play... This red hot Washington team um, that was number two in the East at the time. Ranked, so I thought it was, and they were ranked first in ESPN's power rankings when we woke up yesterday. It, right. I mean, just kind of a fascinating team that that had turned it on just recently. And I was watching the Utah game, and it's so funny. I was watching it with or at a friend's house, and they don't have much interest in the Wolves, and they're asking me about the game. And I said, "Look, I'm just turning it on because I should watch all these games. Like, I Utah is a much superior team, and." It's probably going to be a blowout, but I want to have it on in the background. And as I'm watching, I'm like, this is a Tom Thibodeau team, finally. Like, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to snuff out the offense. Yeah. And I I mean, I I don't know what you guys thought of that game, but I like Utah. 
No. And I love Utah. Yeah. You're my I squad, mean, you, man. You both, literally, Zach doesn't let me cover the Utah games. I, it's, well, you ended up covering <laughs> right. the most recent Right. Oh, dear. I uh, am stressed about life. Anywho, um, Tim, but, I brought you here to, to bounce his ideas off of you. Oh, thanks for the invite. You're welcome. That's nice of you. You're welcome. Um, Shouts to Qdoba, which Tim has. Yeah, if, if my contributions are less this episode, it's because I'm eating Qdoba. Um, It'll give you energy. Yeah. So, I agree. Uh, as I said yesterday for the Wolves Wired podcast, the Wolves, since February 8th, we're in mid-March now, have only given up 100-plus points in wins twice. And they've won, I think, nine games over that stretch. And those two are the most recent two. But to be fair, one of them is to the Golden State Warriors. Yep. And the other is to the Washington Wizards. Right. The second best team in the East. And that was a weird game, the Washington on the road. I'm talking about last night's game. Oh, sorry, sorry. So those are the only two since March 8th, which, (laughs) I don't know. I think that's incredible. No, I, and that's what I'm getting at is I think there's a question, is this a fluke? A flash in the pan thing, and I think I looked through what Tibbs has said all year long, and I think he's been consistent. Now he's very he kind of avoids questions, but sometimes if you see his answers, they actually answer bigger picture things. And he's he's been insistent that on the connectedness, which I did a feature on that earlier. He's been consistent on really just one guy is messing up the defense occasionally, and again going back to the connectedness, if one guy goes rogue, everything else falls apart. Carl Anthony Towns looking at you. Right. Um, and I think uh, something happened after that Houston game where he must have just been like, look, you cannot play like this. Like, Towns had, what, 37 and, like, 14 or something in that game? It was an absurd. He had 37-22. Um, and he must have driven home the point that you can't win like this. Like, you just can't go toe-to-toe with Harden and D'Antoni's system. I mean, in fairness... With that game, I feel like that game was an outlier because they had a couple low scoring for the other team. Like, they played really good defense and won games against some. Yeah, I mean, I mean less Chicago. than stellar teams before that. But I feel like they looked like that team that Tibbs was trying to get across. And then that Houston game happened. I don't know. That game feels like an outlier because if you had the two or three games before that. Yeah. And then the three or four games after that. They were leading the league in points per 100 possessions with that 142 to 130 loss still in there, which points allowed per 100 possessions. You're saying defensively. Yes, points yeah. allowed. The defense was stingy. The defensive numbers were incredible and tops topped the league despite that game. I just which I, is inc- I don't know that's incredible. That to is me. pretty significant because one of those games in a small sample size theater is bound to throw off your. Yeah, yeah. It's and bound I, to look unfavorable defensively, but it doesn't. And and I don't know. I mean, I guess the way I look at it too is is that a hundred number, right? Because you had going back a couple games that held Chicago to eighty nine, but I feel like that was like a that was not a good Chicago team yeah, that they that played. Was the home game where nobody in Chicago on Chicago played, and yeah, the, they looked like that was like that early season Memphis game where it's like, okay, if the right, Wolves don't right. win this game, then something has to give. <laughs> um, and then you had, you had the loss to Cleveland. You held Denver to 99, Dallas to 97-84, but I feel like Dallas wasn't as hot as they were you know, now. And then, I mean, I mean, there is some truth that they had shown signs they can do this, but all of a sudden, you held, hold Utah to 80. San Antonio in the last two minutes, I think, they just kind of let 
the lightning out of the bottle. Yeah. Um, you know, the weird postponed game against Portland. And then L.A., I mean, they match their physicality. Ricky Rubio not only is playing well, he is not backing down. Like, I wonder if Tibbs just pissed him off. And, like, he just kind of, yeah, and, and, and he's just. I think the whole damn fan base, or just with the rumors right. and all of it, I think he was pissed off there. But they, they did not back down. Um, Golden State was obviously, I thought that was a must-win game. You had the biggest crowd in Target Center history. I guess they put people in the hockey box and all that. Um, and you have to show people, like, look, you, it, the Wolves can't so, sell this false hope anymore. Did they put media people in the hockey no, box? No, they put, like, or fans. They put what fans is a hockey box? In the, in the hockey box. <laughs> is that where the wilds are? Sometimes it's where they, it's where they designate certain media members who... I don't to know. make them watch hockey or what? To make them watch Wolves games sometimes. Sometimes they I, I, put, I, I, is that I where they put people in wild jerseys? Stop it. <laughs> okay. Stop. Um, it's where I watch all this weekend. So. I don't know if that's true. I think I've already made my. Uh, you never responded to my text last night. Anyway, uh, that's weird. Me not responding to a text. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had a point and then lost it. Was it related to the Golden State game? Yes. Oh, you said that was a must-win, and I agree. Yeah. I think just about every other game this season is a must-win. There are 16 games left. Yes, that's fair. There's an NFL season remaining. In order for them to win 40 games this season, and, I mean, not necessarily guarantee themselves the playoffs, but to give themselves a winning shot at the playoffs, they have to go 12-4. and four. Yeah. They're 28-38. and 38. And even it, recently, haven't they just played 500 ball? And it's slightly over. They're like they're seven and ten. Their last seven and three. Their last ten yeah, or whatever that's worth. Extrapolate but, it. Right. It's not. A they're thing. nine and nine since Steve McPherson stopped covering the Timberwolves. <laughs> that's funny. The Wolves got good after I Steve left, and I Minnesota love, United hasn't won a game yet. Anyway, um, I love that nugget because nine and nine is considered good, as you just said. Well, for the Wolves, for Wolves sure. Um, they have games against San Antonio to go, Golden State, Utah. Portland once or twice, I think, even, and Denver. And they, they have three Portland games because of the three. That's right. Run. That's yep. right. That's right. So those right. games are huge. And then on top of all that, they, they have no idea if their last two games of the year are Houston and OKC. <laughs> and those are either going to be very tough games to win because those two teams are going to be playing for something, or maybe they'll sit Harden in Westbrook. We have no idea. Well, and but those are five, those are going to be the biggest games of the year potentially if they are even able to get to that point at all. Four of those last five games to come on the road. That Oklahoma City game, second to last game, is not. It, it's at mm-hmm. home. They but only have like what five games left at home. Four games many, left at home. Not many home games. Are, are you are you disappointed at all, both of you guys, that they don't have Denver? Like, why if Denver's in the division? Don't they kind of stack these division games late? I don't know. They have Denver once. I'm pretty sure. I don't. I think they're done. Really? Yeah. I could have sworn they had Denver one more time. I'm looking at the schedule right now. Oh, well, then you know better than I do. Yeah, and I I just, I mean, I understand that divisions in basketball, like, I mean, maybe. It's hard to say because you wouldn't look at the schedule beforehand and say, damn it, why don't I have more late games against Denver? Right. No, right. right. But in baseball, they usually stack like yeah. division games at the end. Well, they also don't different. play half the league very often at all in right. baseball, which is the other piece of it. No, and that's very fair. It's just I, it, they're going to have to take advantage of these swing games, the the Portlands. Um, I would like that. to take a minute to mention Sunday, March nineteenth at New Orleans. That might be a significant game. That's yeah. going to be fun if nothing else. Are, they, yeah. are, are is New Orleans doing well? No. Yeah, to no, my knowledge, not. like Boogie got. They've won, like, what, two games or something, and Boogie's gotten fined already. And I saw the the last game they won 
it took like a 47 and 22 game from Anthony Davis. They're two games back of where the Wolves are right now. Right. In the standings. I mean, the, the, I don't because, think that's I, a good thing because they were tied with them at one point. They need the win over the Wolves more than the Wolves need the win over the Pelicans. Can you say that? I guess technically, yeah. The, it, the Pelicans basically need to go close to undefeated to have any chance at all. I mean, the truth about the Wolves is they may have turned that corner too late, right? Yeah. I totally. mean, you're th- I and. and and Tibbs mentioned in the, in the post game at with Golden State, he's like, you can't have the emotional letdown with Milwaukee. It happened. Now, I watched it in replay. I didn't watch it in live time, but it looked close to the end, right? The one hundred two ninety five score is a little deceptive, but yeah, for sure, you got to win the Milwaukee game. Rubio right? last night after the game after the win over the Wizards said that they took a big step back against Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't feel good after that game. I know that much. He continued to say something to but, the effect of, we know how important this is. And he was receiving questions about a playoff race. So, I mean, this is happening. Yeah, it's first of all, it's weird. Second of all, I mean, for whatever happens, I feel like the last, I don't know, definitely last year, maybe not the year before that, but definitely last year, and even probably Levine and Wiggins' rookie year, because you saw spurts from Levine that you didn't expect late in the year, and Wiggins, I think, had his best rookie month the last month of the year. There always seems to be this glimmer of hope for the Wolves as the year ends, but it's it's never really, I don't want to say it's never really a real thing because they never follow through. I feel like this year is different. This team looks good, like actually good, like a other- playoff team good, like like a team that is better than the teams they're competing for the eight spot with good. Right I, now. I think they have more potential. I also think, and this goes to the turn to corner versus fluke. I think scoring in basketball can be fluky. You can have people on, you know, hot streaks or baskets fall that normally wouldn't or whatever. Defense seems like a solid foundation, right? Mm-hmm. You, you can, if they're playing well defensively, something is clicking and it's sustainable. I'm not saying teams won't make adjustments to them or whatnot, but I think this is the team with the most potential. I think. And again, I'm biased because because I'm from here. But I think it's also a team. I mean, after the Golden State game, don't you want to see at least four games, four more games like that? Just kind of the competition there and the excitement because it's Golden State. And not only and that, San Antonio is the one seed right now, right? <laughs> I mean, and that's the interesting too, thing that's too. Fun to say, San Antonio is ageless. They're but, yeah. stupid. I love them, but come on. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the I, Wolves are San Antonio North. I thought. Right. Oh God. Um, wow. I'm so sorry for that. Yeah. That uh, just. I don't want to say too soon because it's not. But oh, can I have a fry? Yeah, dude. For sure. <laughs> Shouts to Deep Fried Goodness. Um, Unofficial sponsor of. Lock now that you mentioned it, I, I've recognized that place. Um, so good. I'm sure. The last time. Never mind. We won't talk about Deep Fried Goodness. So can I want to address two storylines here? The dumbest thing the Wolves could have done is trade Rubio. Hands down, right? Totally, totally agree. I mean, I, maybe this is the guy Tibbs is wrong about. He had to watch film and been like, I can't deal with this guy. He can't shoot. Maybe he's too small in Tibbs' mind. Like, and I think Chris Dunn is an off-ball guard, right? A Tony Allen? He's something. Yeah. He's not a point guard. I mean, he. I think he'll have a role in the NBA because he can defend so well. Really? I also like that he's using Tyus and Dunn at the same time because it seems dumb to bury Tyus in the, in the um, depth chart. Just because he wants to see how Duncan playing because Rubio is playing well, um, and it's nice to have ties for four spacing purposes. Well, and, and he's probably their most clutch shooter. I mean, he, That's he a fair point. Yeah, I mean, in, in Carl Anthony Towns doesn't get enough late game looks. He doesn't get a chance to show whether or not he's a clutch shooter. Right. I mean, you could use him more, and he I think Wiggins has done well. Corner three, and he 
missed it to tie it. But. Oh, that's true. But either way, I mean, Jones, for a guy who doesn't get much run, will just step up and hit a late game right? shot. He's right. the closer, man. Right. He's the everyday he's, Eddie Gordado. He's Joe Nathan. Right. right. Oh, LaTroy oh, Hawkins, Joe Nathan, Eddie Gordado. Yeah. Uh, hi, Will. Roommate Will, what up? We're on air talking about We're all, like, eating, and people are coming in the studio. I know. This is a very organic podcast. I called it at the beginning. The fam, full, 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 full fam is here. Um, Will's trying to figure out the microphone here. I got the mic. There you go. <laughs> um, you want to you spit, you you spit have, some bars? Do you have Timberwolves' opinions? Yeah, I thought they played incredible last night. I thought that they held it together. Rubio really put on his game. Yeah. He's better at this than we are. <laughs> I know. Anything else? So I mean, sorry, my the, point the was past games. I had not seen him perform the way that he performed last night, and I think they they took that ten point lead and they held it for. I mean, they just held it. They knew what they were doing, and I hope that this progresses throughout the next season because we both know it's going to happen in the rest of this season. We do. Tell us. Tell us. Say more. Well, it's like the, it's we like the Wild playing the Blackhawks. Uh, you know? yeah, I, what's a Wild? <laughs> I like that point. Tom, that's, that's Tom, a can, take, team, Tom you know? can take that and run with it. I'm watching the Wild that's game right now. Team. Yeah, we all like to watch hockey here in Minnesota. <laughs> I like this take. Especially that's a that solid high takes. school game where we saw yeah, the hair. Dude. Yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah you watch the high school state tournament. To You're Tim, a fraud. Much to Tim's chagrin, I watched a lot of minutes of the high school state hockey tournament. You're a fraud. I'm proud. Roommate, uh, Will is my roommate. I, I am proud it. of you. In Grand Rapids, they had some hair. But yeah, Grand, Ra- Grand Rapids had, had the best hair. They had hair. a good jersey. Not a lot That's of bald guys on Grand Rapids yeah. High School's team. Okay. No. Not yet. Anyway, Tom, you were saying. So my point here was that it would have been dumb to trade Rubio and that Tiz may have been wrong dumb and he seems very. Trade him? Yeah. <laughs> I think we I can saw it. onto this, can't we? we <laughs> no, you can shut up. I saw a tweet that said Did something about he doesn't have enough. He doesn't have uh. enough evidence to do this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I saw a tweet that said, in retrospect, it sure was a dumb idea to trade Rubio for Rose, huh? And I'm thinking, who said that? In retrospect. It was dumb to begin with. It was always a dumb trip. I, I don't I remember agree. who said it. Some fan. It was. It's a stupid idea. I mean, is Rubio this big of a unicorn that even like a Tibbs who he was the only wizard on the court last night? I'll see myself out. I mean, is he? But I mean, Tibbs is a you know a film junkie. You know, went on a sabbatical, talked to all these different coaches. Is Rubio this unique of a player that? He can slip through the cracks even with a uh, with a guy like Tibbs. He's had to win over every coach that. Has Other been. than well, Flip, right? Flip was very pro. No, he was okay. Flip was very. I think bullish is the right. Word. Yeah, I think that Tibbs bullish. is aware that Rubio is good, but also aware that Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine, and Andrew Wiggins are the future of the team. Mm-hmm. And I think, in his head at least, if Rubio keeps doing this, I'm sure he'll adjust very quickly. But I think in his head, he thought if he's going to shoot thirty some percent. Low 30s from three, high 30s from two. He's not the type of point guard that fits with a team that's going to revolve around three other players. If if he's a guy that's going to shoot low percentages in a catch-and-shoot situation, why keep him so, in a system that doesn't fit his style? In, in March, which is six games, it's 47% from the field, 37.5% from three, which is... It's fine. It's Lower good. than 40, but, but for but, Rubio standards, very, very good. But the point being is that pass to That's Bielitsa, good enough. is there anyone else in the league that can do that? It's tough. You guys work. know what I'm talking about, right? No, the no you're totally right. 
right now it feels like they're using Rubio the way that makes Rubio work best. I think Tibbs coming in thought Rubio wasn't going to be the primary ball handler. He also might have thought Dunn was just NBA ready, right? I think that also definitely happened. What we're seeing too is Rubio not necessarily – I mean, I don't, I don't want to say they're encouraging him to shoot more, but the whole take shots that the system creates for you, you need to do that. And I think over the course of the season, he's definitely improved. He's also more comfortable just stepping in, and I know it's not an efficient shot, but just stepping in and taking a long two. The first three, yeah, and he had to learn that under Flip System, because Flip System loved the, the point guard that could just dribble to the elbow right. and pull up and shoot. Sam Cassell. Loved that system. Yeah. He and Sam Cassell loved it. Um, but with... Tibbs, Tibbs has always said the game dictates the shots are going to take. Yep, and yep. a good example of that was uh, Bielitz is on the right wing last night, and he throws it damn near cross court to Rubio, who's on the left uh, arc. And Rubio takes the contested three pointer, and he makes it part of his awesome first quarter. But that's the shot that Rubio is taking, whereas in the past he would have passed, turned that down. So he's being more aggressive by just. Playing to playing within himself and, and taking what the system renders him, but I think the point that you and Will sort of agreed on, <laughs> even though Will wasn't even. I, the, I'm pro Will, man. Will's bringing up wild references. I'm pro, he's a bigger ho- dude. We're talking a Suter's cousin right now, I think, or some. Yeah, Suter. Ryan Suter's. Ryan, he's Ryan Suter's cousin. Yeah, that's, so we, that's we've tight. got royalty in the building. I heard he has a compound out in Madison. Yeah, in Madison. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. It's um, not a compound though. <laughs> that's what Preezy calls it. That's I think. Nice. <laughs> I, lo- I love how I can bring him here and he just knows that but the point because he, he hinted at the fact the rest of the season is going to be a disappointment right before that right before we got into the talk of nonsense shenanigans was the point that you said they probably turned the corner too late well you mentioned it. Tim Tim said this you have to go 12 and 4 to get 40 and yeah, you so, could probably, so it's probably too Tim late thinks, okay no I mean you probably. can make the playoffs with 37 it's, wins maybe right I'm saying to get to 40 which probably Gets you there. You liked if they win forty, we can be happy about it have, because of the way that they started. Has anyone looked at the Nuggets' remaining schedule or the Blazers? Because that should be a thing that we should do. Haven't yeah, the Denver because those are important. Because if they're on the road Maybe a lot a too, for next Monday. Yeah, comparing schedules, projecting wins and losses to figure out who is most likely to make the playoffs. You never know. I still think Portland's going to get there. Personally, I think they, I think they turn the corner too. No, I think it's going to be Portland's such a Portland's weird been team. hot lately too. I'm, on, I'm in on Denver though. <laughs> Denver too. Yeah, big, big Denver. You're guy. in on Denver or out on? Yeah, Denver? no, I like Denver. <laughs> nice. Um, not the Avalanche we're talking. Andrew about. Brunette does not play no, for the uh, Denver the Nuggets. Nuggets. <laughs> I think that's a Denver guy. Is Andrew Brunette a person? Yes. Is he a hockey player that got he, traded from the Avalanche to the Wild? Yeah, and he. Oh, I'm good. And he, he you're a fraud a too. Um, <laughs> hey, man, I went to college in Mankato. It was impossible to avoid the wild. I lived with four other dudes. Three of them watched hockey. Oh, okay. um, my other my other point, I, I guess to conclude on Rubio, at the very least, his contract is conducive to him being a placeholder until they either Tibbs gets you know a, a rookie he likes or he goes and signs a veteran, right? Or, heaven forbid, Chris Dunn improve. At point guard? Chris Dunn's shooting has maybe gotten a little better. Everybody, I don't know. Remember what? Remember the evil, horrid things that everybody said about Levine when he was playing point guard? Yeah. Yeah, but Levine got switched to point guard. He wasn't there to no, become he was there. a point guard. I know, but how good did people think he was going to be even before that? But then he he was never the long-term point guard ever. But he was always a long shot to be as good as he is right now. 
at at point guard. I think he'd still be a shooting guard. I think he'd still be a terrible point guard. I think you can use him in point guard spots, in spots during games as point guard. I think you could use make him a horrible point guard. Okay, my point is, how much better of a point guard is Zach Levine right now than Chris Dunn when healthy? A a better one. Uh, Better, yes. How much better is my point? I think significantly. You think so? Yeah. He was pretty bad. I think he's a pretty not good point guard. Well, with the way Tim's system works, you don't. Okay, so this segues to my second point. What's the future with Levine and the Wolves? Because they're winning without him right now. I think they're going to trade him for uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard or (laughs) Anthony Davis. Not Jimmy Butler? (laughs) They're going to trade him for Jimmy Butler and Rajon Rondo. Rubio Levine for Butler Rondo. Book it. Levine for former Tibbs Bulls player X. And then sign Kirk Heinrich and trade Chris Dunn and Tyus Jones. No. And then trade for Lou Aldang. No, I'm just kidding. Where are we at? Because we need to wrap this up. <laughs> well, we're 25 minutes, but let's let's do the Levine thing. Do you is he is he part of the Wolves going forward because they can win without him? I mean, do you, is talk, he part of a trade? Talk to me next trade two weeks prior to next next year's trade deadline because you have to you have to give him a shot at the beginning of the season, don't you? I I, I like him as a player. I just kind of wonder if there's. Do you engage? In, do you pick up the phone? This summer. I mean, I feel like, uh-huh. and the problem is it's going to be hard because he's been injured. So you do pick up the phone. You pick up the phone. I don't think they're going get to get a good offer. I think his value is lower because of the injury. So for that reason, you pick up the phone, but you're skeptical about the offers that you receive. Maybe you trade him in the middle of next season. Or I, think, I think once his value goes up when he's healthy again during the season is the time to trade him, if at all. Or maybe he comes back and he fits right in with what they're doing right now and he helps them. And that's that is that, also possible. Yeah, that's especially, I think Gorgie Jang, if anything, has really like struggled because he's of... He's missed, yeah, he's yeah. missed Levine. I think, yeah, God, I'm beating a dead Rube. horse that a million rubes have already brought up. Levine and Gorgie off the bench would be awful nice. I, that, I love that idea. Has, has that evolved into a rube point? I I, 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 I I feel like Levine off the bench. Everyone's like, oh, the shooting guards off the bench. Manu Ginobili, blah 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 blah. Tom's been uh, Levine off. The Jamal bench Crawford, no, I, Seattle. I, I, I like Jang, I like Jang and and uh, Levine off the bench. The other thing is I like because Jang's been playing less. Bielitz has had to step up, and he seems to be playing a lot better now. He certainly played well last night, didn't he? Yeah. Double double no, machine. He still, misses, he still misses threes at really weird, inopportune times. Like yeah. threes, he should hit. But like when you started the game five for five and then missed the. Three-pointer, the first three-pointer he, he drives he Kent Youngblood's it. nuts. Like, literally oh, nobody. Well, doesn't drive That's Kent true. Youngblood. It's true. Okay, it's but true. Kent Youngblood is a just unhappy gentleman, <laughs> I think. He's a very nice man. I love Kent. Shouts to Kent Youngblood. Uh, but anyway. Li- who's most certainly not listening what? to this right. podcast. He actually responded to my... Never mind. That's uh, that's. But anyways, I, I, I'm. You gl- can bury it. Twenty nine minutes in, I think. Oh, okay. Well, he he posted some tweet about how Wiggins had to get out of the fray, and I made a joke. The fray haven't had a hit single since oh, two thousand six. Why like would that? he want to get join the fray? And then he responds, "No <laughs> punctuation or anything, just good one." You know what I responded? I don't know if it was sarcastic. You know what, or not. what I responded to that? Will I don't want to know because that was 06. <laughs> <laughs> I know the Freys are in bed with the Lannisters, so it wouldn't be that wouldn't be a bad idea to get in. I laughed there. real hard at that one. <laughs> oh, Tom Game of Thrones reference. You should watch it. I should. I Next should. Se- only thirteen episodes left. When does it 13. start? Will, I know you know the month it starts. Yeah, I think July sixteenth. That's exactly right. <laughs> Not even the Is month. Is that the exactly day. right? That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, one hundred twenty-eight days. <laughs> Good lord, man. <laughs> Dude, that is exactly it, isn't it? 
It's something. I read it today. Are you about to give us the hours and the minutes here? He, minute? He's got a little oh, clock like up in his six room. Six episodes instead of ten. I thought it was eight, and then next season, six episodes six. next season, and then seven the final season. Oh. They split it in half. They made some joke about cutting characters, like cutting episodes. Yeah, right. As if yeah. that would ever work. Anywho, <laughs> they're just gonna like they're just gonna eliminate the hound or something. Tom, I think I take back. Hound's what I been said dead for a while. Post production's all you, man. Good grief. I'm on it. All right, dude. I didn't bring my laptop. No, uh, I'll, we'll take care of it. Thanks, man. I'll take care. Of it. I'll suck less in my job going forward. Right, shit. Yeah, For right. Tom Schreier. <laughs> what a close! What a close! Right, shit. For Tom Schreier at T S C H R. Don't misspell this one. I E R three. For Twitterless Will. Twitterless Will Roth. Get on Twitter. Get on Twitter, bro. No, don't. I don't have Instagram either, man. It's okay. Instagram's whack. For Tim Fakeless, at T-I-M-F-A-K-L-I-S, my name is Zachary Bennett, at Zachary BB. This has been Locked on Wolves. So long. You are Locked on Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.